A Tale of Two Hygienists presents this week's tip episode. Quick and easy tips to keep you up to date and presented by the experts in the profession. This week's going to be a little bit different. We wanted to bring to you an episode from Amanda Hill, who is the host of your Dental Top 5 podcast over on the Dental Podcast Network, Channel 1. Amanda is joined by one of my favorite people, Corey Jamison Keel. Now, get ready for your unofficial tip episode. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Your Dental Top 5, where we take trending topics in dentistry and break them down into five usable highlights that you can take back to your operatory, your life, or just look smarter at your next dinner party. I'm your host, Amanda Hill. So today's podcast is the first one that I am recording from in quarantine, and it really kind of got me thinking about what can we be doing to make ourselves better while we can't be in the op, while we're stuck, while we can't do our job. And so to do that, I brought along an expert. Corey Jamison Keel with Customs Dental Solutions is here to talk to us about five ways to be a better leader in your team environment. I'm super excited to have her on. Corey, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Amanda. Happy quarantine to you, too. <laughs> this is definitely unprecedented. Yeah, it's kind of a crazy time. <laughs> for sure. It, and it's hard for us to have our um, dental practices closed and, and have to be away from our coworkers and our patients. This is definitely a challenging time. But I do believe we'll bounce back and have an awesome comeback in dentistry uh, when we are be able to be released from quarantine and, and get back out there. But I fully agree with you. I think we definitely need to look at five ways to become a better leader in our team environment. And this really speaks to the entire dental team. This isn't um, looking at one specific person in the office. This is really, these are five tips for everybody. So now, Corey, through your work with Custom Dental Solution, is this something that you do? Tell us a little bit about Custom Dental Solution. Sure. So Custom Dental Solutions is a company that provides business solutions and training to private practice dental offices. So examples of some of that training that we provide would be HR consulting, um, such as office manuals, employee terms, um, helping them with some hiring. We don't do any recruiting. However, we can help them with um, their interviewing skills. We, we also work with administrative training when you do hire that new person and teach them their software and generally the philosophy that you want to emulate in your practice as a business owner is what we come in and step alongside of our owners and help them accomplish that. So it's a really um, fun way to do some coaching and consulting within our industry. I would say 90% of our clients are transition owners. They're new to owning a dental practice, and they're really eager and excited to be the best owners they can possibly be. And oftentimes what comes to be is that, you know, a younger millennial dentist has just purchased from an older practice and, and maybe some philosophy differences have been there, um, equipment differences, um, you know, team differences, of course, and what they value. And so, Custom Dental Solutions really enjoys working with these practices and coaching them to be the best they can possibly be. And we um, provide CE as well to make sure that they're in compliance with their state regulations and that they're, again, just practicing at the height of their careers as they open their new business. So um, one thing that I've learned 
working with a lot of my new owners is they love the team concept. They enjoy working together with people as a team. And so um, a lot of these cultural coaching styles that I know we do at Custom Dental Solutions, we're going to talk about a little bit here in your top five. Um, One of the things that I've gotten to do with you, Corey, is I've gotten to take the DISC course and I've gotten to take um, emotional intelligence and my drivers. And I know I talked about you and I talked about it quite a few podcasts ago, and you've been on A Tale of Two Hygienists to talk about that as well. And I really think understanding yourself is 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 really key, particularly in this time where we are a little stressed and things are a little heightened and there's just so much unknown. And so understanding how you cope and how you deal and how you act in stress, I think is a really great thing to understand. So I appreciate those skills that you have given me. Oh, yes, you're welcome. I fully agree. And I appreciate that support because you're right during this time, it's an ideal time to utilize something like a DISC assessment driving forces and an emotional quotient, emotional intelligence assessment to really look at yourself and take take some of this downtime to work on yourself so that when you do have that comeback into your practice, you're energized and rejuvenated and just ready to roll. Um, patients are going to be excited to see us. They're ready to have their services accomplished with us as their providers. And, you know, we're, we've we have a whole new, kind of like a, a whole new ability to start fresh. And that's really exciting. That is exciting. Well, go ahead and let's launch right into your top five ways to be a better leader in your team environment. Awesome. Okay. So these are the top five ways that I believe you can be a better leader in your team environment. And it was really hard to come up with five. I bet. <laughs> say that. But I do think that these are very basic and these are very rememberable. And so if you have a pen, I would say jot these down so that you can kind of dig a little bit deeper on your own with these top fives. So number one, which is the key to pretty much anything in life, is clear communication. So clear communication, meaning have your expectations obvious. Don't assume people can read your mind or don't assume that somebody understands what you think needs to happen or needs to be done. So example, we want to see that we have clear communication in our practices by who is in charge of taking down the, you know, who's going to empty the, um, shaker at the end of the night. Don't assume because someone's title is dental assistant that that's their job. Perhaps that's not what has been outlined in their job description. So clear communication. Who is going to take care of certain tasks? Who's going to take care of certain things within the practice? Um, What are you as the leader, whether you're the lead hygienist or you're the dentist who is the dentist owner, what are your expectations for those team members? And make it very clear. I recommend my clients that everything is in writing. So when we offer someone a position at our office or if we rewrite offers, everything is in writing. So there's no second guessing what you are hired to do. So clear communication. Love that. Number two, follow through. Simply do what you say. So hopefully we learned this as children. Hopefully our parents drilled this into our brain. Don't um, say something and then not follow up. You know, I see that with my kids. Have you taken out the garbage yet? I've asked you, are you going to do it? 
you know, don't under this quarantine, we're, we're doing a lot of <laughs> rediscussion about follow through. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I feel you. We sure are. I know. I saw garbage sit for about 15 minutes the other night. And I looked at my husband and I said, don't tell me your dad wouldn't beat the crap out of you already by now. Cause this wasn't done. <laughs> You know, just definitely different times for sure. But really, in all seriousness, do what you say. Have follow through. You know, it's very respectful to let somebody know that you value them by following through with what you say and being committed to that, being dedicated to that cause, whether it's the philosophy of the practice and the mission and vision of the practice. You as an employee are committed to that vision or you as the owner If you're going to promise things to the team, follow through. If you say you're going to schedule their reviews, schedule their reviews and do it. Don't wait. Don't tell them you're going to give them an annual increase in their salary and then not do it. Those are a few examples of number two, follow through and do what you say. Number three kind of goes along with number two, but be timely. So oftentimes we have a lot to say and we have a lot of ideas. Again, depending on personality styles, I fall into this category a little bit. I have a lot of great ideas and I get really excited about a whole bunch of different things. But what is the time frame? What is the time management that's needed for that specific thing? So if you are looking to maybe do a remodel in your practice, What is the time frame on that? Don't just keep telling people, oh, we're going to remodel our sterilization room or to the hygienist. I understand your operatory chair is not working very well. I'm planning to get a new one. Well, what do you mean you're planning to get a new one? Be timely. This is something that's affecting someone's job. They're having a hard time treating patients because the chair is continually malfunctioning. When will you be doing that? Will you be calling that day to have it repaired? Will you be calling that day to place an order to get a new chair for that particular treatment room? When will you be doing it? So be timely is number three. We certainly expect our patients to be on time. So I think that that's a great one. That's an excellent point. That's so true. We're so quick to judge patients that aren't timely. And that if we turn and look at the finger pointing the other way and look at ourselves, what have we done that's not timely? And I think this goes for things even in our personal life, too. You know, since we are quarantined right now and trying to all get along as a family, of course, and not step on each other. (laughs) But that goes even in our family lives, too, is if you're going to help someone or if you're going to assist somebody with something in the home, be timely. You know, I think it's, again, just very respectful to show someone that you care by being on time. It's a very basic um very basic skill. And obviously there are exceptions. Sometimes we have the airhead flu instead of the, you know, coronavirus. It happens. <laughs> right. It happens. It happens. <laughs> For sure. But I think everybody probably understands the point of being timely. Yes. And then number four, ask for help. Um, I think it's a really big weakness when you cannot ask for help. I think it's a lack of humility if you do not know how to ask for help. This is something that is significant within our leadership. Um, I think there is an old saying, too, that as vulnerable as people are, they will tend to fall in love with you. So I think our biggest fear is that people will see that we're vulnerable and they won't like us or they won't respect us or 
they they will have negative thoughts on us, but it's quite actually the opposite. Human um, human emotion is generally that we want to help. Most people have that innately in them from a humanity standpoint that if somebody needs help, we will help. There are very few people on the planet that are just simply cruel and would not do that. And so if you think about it from that perspective, you're working with people who are not strangers. These are people you work with day in and day out. Most of our dental practices are small, you know, 10, 15 employees. So these are people we get to know fairly well and we get to know their strengths and their weaknesses. And once you know your strengths and weaknesses, again, by hopefully taking some time over this quarantine to work on yourself and learn yourself more, then you know what they are. Then you can lean on your team. You're leaning on the team, and that's what actually means teamwork, is working together by acknowledging and not having one person do everything. And I'm, I'm going to go on a little bit of a limb here, but I guess I'm feeling a little gutsy today, but... <laughs> Um, I see this a lot in dental practices. I've been in dentistry for over 25 years, and I've worked with a lot of leaders in dentistry. And one of the biggest problems that I see that's a barrier to excellent team building is our owners, our micromanagers. And so people will say, I'm not a micromanager, Corey, I'm really not. And then I'll say, well, why are you in there you know, adjusting insurance credits? Why are you not relying upon your admins for their expertise and their knowledge? Not to say that the leader does not need to know what's going on, they do. But there's a very big difference between being somebody who's leading and guiding and understanding what's going on within your business to going back behind somebody and fixing something or changing it to what you like better instead of, again, going back to number one, clearly communicating expectations. So, you know, remember, this is a team effort. And that is something that, you know, many people will hopefully will take this time to acknowledge as well. You can't grow a business, especially a dental practice by yourself. I do know a few doctors who completely practice solo, meaning literally themselves. They don't have large, growing, lucrative practices, and that's their choice. That's what they prefer to do. Now, if you notice that the teams and the practices that are growing, that are doing well, they figured out this thing called teamwork. They have figured out how to grow their leaders. And I mean, I've got some great examples of practices I have the privilege to work with that are just blowing me out of the water with their amazements as, as how they invest in their leaders and they just let them shine and let them grow the team and understand without them, there's no business. So I do think that, um, again, at this time when we don't have the ability to work together as a team, because we're not physically together, we can still have Zoom meetings. We can still communicate with our team. I know a lot, I'm working with lots of practices right now that are investing their team for their, um, their overall team self care, so to speak. They're working on their emotional intelligence. We're working on team building. We can do all of that remotely as we're quarantined. So when we do come back, hopefully May, we're all really rejuvenated, refreshed, and ready to go. So Well, and they feel valued. Oh my mm. goodness. I mean, when you when somebody asks you for help and you understand that you are contributing then, then you feel valued and you actually want to do more when you have that boss that thinks he can do everything or she can do it all. Yes. 
why try? Why, why, why go that extra mile or why do that extra? Yeah. So I think definitely asking for help is a huge one. Yes. Excellent point. You're right. It does discourage the soul when you're continually micromanaged. And that's why so many awesome, awesome employees leave practices. Um, And I'm there to pick up the pieces and literally tell my owners, let's see, let's see what really drove this person out the door. It wasn't because they needed an extra dollar an hour. It wasn't. It's because you treated them without value, without value. So, um, you know, I, yeah, absolutely. And then lastly, just remember we're in this together. We're a team. And, um, you know, I think that's one thing we just have to keep in mind as we continue to grow businesses. And as we continue to even work in our, out of our home environments right now is we're all in this together. And what can we do to do things that are going to better ourselves. So I love to read. I'm kind of notorious for reading about six books at a time. Um, it's kind of my crazy personality style. I like a lot of different topics. <laughs> I know I do finish them, but they take a while. So currently I, I'm reading the ideal team player, which is um, a great read. It's a very um, short and easy read. So if anybody is familiar with the um, five dysfunctions of a team, Patrick Lianciola, Lianciola, I always say his name incorrectly, but I think you guys know who I'm talking about. So this is a great little read too. And I encourage everybody during this quarantine time to read this book because it talks about three things that make so much sense when, when you're looking at a team environment and a team player attitude, whether you're looking to hire, because we are going to see some employment changes as we come back to the practices um, after the COVID-19 virus. Some of them will be attrition financially. Some of them will be due to employees not feeling value, so they will be looking for new positions. And um, there will be some hiring going on. And that really, truly will see a change in our employment rate of 3.4% will grow. And um, personally, I think it's great because I have some wonderful offices that need amazing team members. And I think we're going to be able to even grow business even more and bounce back even more. But the three major tips from the book are as follows. You want to hire smart, meaning people who have great social skills, people who can read people. They're aware of their emotional intelligence. They're aware of the way they treat people. Are they being kind? Are they considerate? Are they observant? Um, the example in the book is talking about a, um, a person who is an executive who couldn't remember the administrator secretary's name, you know, just simple things like that. And then another thing in the book was talking about hiring hungry people who are hungry to work. Now we might get a lot of people that are going to be coming out of quarantine and being excited to work. I know I'm cagey here. I can't wait to get back into my practices. Some people may take this as a permanent siesta and be like, I love this. I'm not going anywhere. So, you know, hopefully your practice is not having people like that. Hopefully you have people who are hungry. They're doing as much as they can on social media and other things to continue to grow your business. But you want people on your team that are hungry, people that really desire more and really are excited for more. And lastly, you want to hire somebody who's humble. Somebody who does not think that, you know, they understand their shoes smell, (laughs) for 
for lack of a better word. So I really, really um, recommend reading The Ideal Team Player right now to also kind of connect with those five ways to be a better leader in your team environment. Um, it all kind of ties together. Number one, clear communication. Number two, follow through, do what you say. Number three, be timely. Number four, remember we're in this together. Number five, ask for help. And I think I just reversed four and five, so there's no specific order. But I hope those five tips really encourage you during this time and really give you the energy for your comeback when you go back to your practices after our quarantine. Corey, I think these are excellent tips. I really thank you for your time. If people want to reach out to you, how can they how can they ask you questions or how can they maybe even get your help? Sure, yes. We would love to hear from you. You can contact us at our office email. That's probably the quickest way to reach us. Um, that would be office at customdentalsolutions.com. And the person who monitors our email will make sure that the correct communication gets to the right team member. And I'm on social media, so find me there. I'm all over the place. We're easy to find. But we welcome any communication. And if we can support and help during this time, we would love to hear from you. Great. Thank you so much. Well, we all know that only four out of five dentists could agree. So if you have something else to add to our top five today or you have an idea for a different top five, please email me at amandahillrdh at gmail.com. And as always, don't forget to tune in to our other nine amazing podcasters on both Channel 1 and Channel 2 of the Dental Podcast Network. And I encourage you all to stay well and make it a great day. We hope you enjoyed this week's tip episode. Be sure to reach out to our guest experts and let them know how helpful their tips were. Follow Atela to Hygienist on Facebook, Instagram, and head over to atela2hygienist.com and subscribe to our newsletter. You can also email us at atela2hygienist at gmail.com and keep listening for more awesome content from your unofficial dental hygiene podcast.